This is a chapter on the song of the Avanti Brahmana. The Brahmana has indulged himself in all kinds of activities in his life. That means things which will lead him towards a karmic life. Future karmic uh, rebirths. And he has come to a point where everything is literally lost. And today he is at a threshold, at a point in life where he is not able to grasp what he is supposed to do. So he is appealing to God. So now we will see what he is going to do. So we are doing Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Part 2, Chapter 23rd, Verse 28 onwards. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Hari, who contains within himself all the demigods, must be satisfied with me. Indeed, he has brought me to this suffering condition and forced me to experience detachment, which is the boat to carry me over this ocean of material life. This is a beautiful verse. The purport of this verse is very, very deep. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, that is the Supreme Divine Lord. Now, what has he done? Lord Hari, who contains within himself all the demigods. That means every demigod that is there is within him. So, what has he done? He must be satisfied with me. Indeed, he has brought me this suffering condition and forced me to experience detachment, which is a boat to carry me over this ocean of material life. Now, everybody faces difficulties in life. There isn't a single person on earth who doesn't face difficulties. When everybody faces difficulties, they can do two things. They strive very hard to get out of it or they just let it be. Letting it be means just letting go of whatever that is happening to them. There is a third kind. Now I have separated this third kind for a very simple reason that he thinks of God. Think about it like this. Why would a person think of God? The reason why he thinks of God is because there is no other way out of the situation. Isn't it? Now, why would a person think of some object or a person or a thing unless and until it is going to benefit him? So, man turns towards God for benefit purpose. That means he has to get certain benefits from him. That is the only reason why man turns towards God. But turning towards God because of detachment is a different story altogether. Let us not mix it with this. Detachment. It's a very, very important word again. What is detachment? Detachment means whatever that we think is ours, mine and ours, I, me, myself. A man feels aversion towards that. He doesn't feel that he is Wanting those things. Take for example clothes. Or the dwellings. Wherever he stays. The people around him. 
the circumstances, the these whatever that is happening to him, circumstances means he is undergoing some terrible trauma in his life. Or in this world there are lots of things which, uh, by the way today somebody in the morning posted a video on how to motivate yourself and stuff like that. I mean you get to meet all these motivators. And it was mentioned below that if you want to attend a session, a one day session is 1000 rupees. So <laughs> actually they are selling their services. This is not the thing. All this, whatever I said just now, this person has to throw it out of his life. That is detachment. Throwing out means not throwing the family out or the children or something. But feeling that intense disconnect with them. You are not able to understand anything. You are not understanding why people are behaving this way. Detachment means not getting attached to the material world. Alright? Now, this is the fourth one. So, I have given you in stages. Now, we are going to talk only about the fourth one and not about the others. People, those who turn towards God when they feel that they have lost everything, that means money and all, and they are turning towards God for what? God give me money. Isn't that what they turn towards God for? Suppose somebody has lost their spouse or their relative. What is it that they are asking God? They are asking God for peace for the departed soul. They are asking for peace in their own life. That they will be, they should be able to overcome this problem, this difficulty that is facing them. These are petty demands. These are demands which are very, very petty in life. Do you think, you know, that we should be asking for these kind of petty demands? The idea that you are going in front of God and asking for things which are so meagre, so petty, so small, doesn't that tell you something? Now imagine you are standing in front of the goddess of wealth. Think, you are standing in front of the goddess of wealth. What are you asking from her? You are saying, can you give me some money? And she looks at you and says, money? How much do you want? Oh, I have not thought of it. Give me enough. She will give you one rupee and say, get out. That is enough for you. So how much do you think is enough? So a person will say, oh, give me one million. Okay. One million dollars. Hmm? George Clooney gave everybody. Okay, all his friends. So you also think, you know, this goddess of wealth should give me one million dollars. Then what happens? She says, okay, give him. When? And come back home and you see the money is not yet landed by the way, you are still waiting for the money. If she says one minute also, that one minute is equivalent to thousand years, human years. So, 
A man is not ready for asking God also things. He doesn't even understand what to ask whom. So think about it. When we go and ask God for some petty, absolutely small stuff in life, what are we actually talking about? We are talking about something which is worthless. People have gone to places and asked for things like money, jobs, good ranks, health, marriage, children. I just imagine, I am going and asking the master of the universe for, can I have one child? <laughs> Doesn't that sound very stupid to go and ask? I mean, there has to be some reason to first approach them, isn't it? It's like when uh, people are asking me, you should go to USA, you know, this year, 2018 or so. So I told them, no, after three rejections from the US consulate, I don't think I want to go. So they asked me, Ki, why do you not want to go? Because the US consulate rejected me three times, I can't go. So then the answer was, only if the President of the United States sends me an invitation, will I go? Otherwise, there is no point in going. So, but think about it, why will the president invite me? So this idea of trying to solve small problems by meeting big people is absolutely wrong. Okay? Think, it is like this. I have approaching, now water doesn't come. You know, I open the tap and there is no water flowing from my taps. Can I talk to the Prime Minister and say, you know, Prime Minister, sir, I'm, my water doesn't come in my tap. The Prime Minister is not your plumber. Isn't it? Likewise, God is Almighty God and you are asking him, can I have a child? Can I have a job? Doesn't that sound stupid? So, the idea that we ask wrong things from God is right in front of your nose. Don't ask such kind of things. So, what is this man saying? What is this Brahmana saying? This Brahmana of Avanti is saying, God has brought me to this condition so that I can think of him. A man thinks of things only when he doesn't have them. Correct? So, when there is less of God in this man's life, he is thinking of God. And a boat to carry. What is the boat to carry him? That is called detachment. Detachment is like a boat. Detachment is like a boat. What is this detachment? I explained, but I will elaborate on it. If you do not have something, you run after that object, isn't it? Suppose you don't have money, what do you do? You want money, so you run after it. So there is something in the background that is running. It is called desire. Right? Desire to have money will make you run after money. Why? Because you don't have it. It's the same as I want to get married. Why do you want to get married? Because I am not married. And the desire to marry is very much there. 
So this way there are material wants which come along. But what is this Brahmana talking about? This Brahmana is talking about something which is called spiritual desire. And spiritual desire is a very unique thing. It has nothing to do with the material wants. Nothing to do with the material wants. Material wants are, I have positive of it, so I want it. That means I have less of it, so I want it. If I get it, I will be happy. Spirituality is nothing to do with that. The reason is, everybody in life is spiritual. Are you not having a spirit in you? 100% it is there. We say God is in everything. So that means God is in you also. If God is in you, what is it that is missing here? Did you see? I will again relate the same to you. If you have less of something in life, that means you are, you are not married, you ask God for a husband or a wife, a spouse then you get married. So, two things are there. One is lacking something, money, marriage, whatever, child. So, you ask, so there is a desire to have that object, desire to have that object and then fulfillment of desire. It's a flow like this. But in spiritual, it is not like that. In spiritual, everybody is spiritual. The whole world is spiritual. They may deny it. It's a different thing. People deny being spiritual. It's okay. So, spirit is in everyone. God is in everyone. They are free to deny whomsoever you know, doesn't feel like it. They can deny. So, to become spiritual, means what? That which is inside of you, the urge, the extreme desire to know that thing. How will you know something? This question, if you ask yourself, the answer is this. Now, there are 10 things in life. Your demand, you know, list of demands are 10. Let us see. There is first top priority, number one demand, second demand is there, third demand is there and in the higher, in the, you know, hierarchy that is there, the tenth one is the lesser demand. Correct? So what do you do? You go with a list of demands and you start fulfilling one by one all these demands. Right? If I fulfill one demand, you mean to say the rest of the nine I am not supposed to fulfill? <laughs> of course you want to fulfill. Example, when a person says I want to get married. Okay, God says granted. Does it end over there? No. You know why? Because the next thing in line is consummation of marriage. <laughs> because first, it's not only getting a husband or a wife, you want the marriage to be consummated. On top of it, you want to live with that person. 
on top of it you want to have children with that person on top of it you want to be till the end of your life i mean till the end of that other person's life also you want to be together so you know the list of demands has never ended on day on the number one demand has not ended there it is like a continuous flow of demands after one so under column number one top priority there is 1a 1b 1c 1d and if you come up to 26 then it is 1z after that you start again 1aa 1ab 1ac like that it goes on it's an endless kind of demands it's not ending over there and this is a desire one minute please understand this desire is an endless one it doesn't stop over there tomorrow you can go and ask god give me a vehicle i want a car does it stop with the car no you will want fuel for that you want to service it so you will say you know my demand number 1 i want a car so 1a demand i want fuel for it if i have to get fuel i mean um, i need money for it <laughs> so if you need money for it you need a job for it isn't it a paying job so did you see one demand from god is not an ending thing again when people come and ask me you know i have had so many people in my world coming and asking me guruji i don't have a baby i need a child i have to look at them and say oh you are just asking for a baby is it no you are not asking for a baby you are asking give me a baby number 1 number 2 i need to take care of the baby i need to feed it i need to make it grow i need to <laughs> so it's not just having a baby that is enough it is 101 other demands are there below which are hidden i mean you are asking for money and then you are asking for other things you are asking for a child you are asking for other things you are asking for marriage you are asking for a whole load of other things where is it going to end it's an endless thing isn't it even if you say this is only one time i am asking what does it mean only one time you are asking if that one time you are asking also that one time itself is a cascading effect isn't it and man believes that i have one god i am only asking you for one thing you know that one thing you give me where is this one thing it is not one it is multiple things so god is saying sir you are an autopilot you know go to your karma if it is there in your karma you will get it otherwise you won't it is like you are an economy passenger you know in a flight you are going in a flight and you are an economy passenger do you know there is a very funny thing in airlines if the flight is fully booked and you are a person in an economy class and you have found that in your seat there are hundreds of bugs bugs you understand bed bugs the airline will not give you another seat it will tell you to sit in that seat only because that's a rule so any person who goes to god and asks for these kind of stupid things na give me give me this give me that give me that give me that they stupid things why because it's a list of demands it's not one demand it's a list of demands somebody comes and asks for a job you think they are asking for job 
they are not asking for a job they are asking for a good salary they are asking for the salary should be sufficient enough for their family the salary should buy me this the salary should buy me that i need to have a good boss my boss should be appreciative of me i should get a lesser kind of a job which doesn't give me too much of work to do i don't want to be in competition to anybody you, do you want me to list another 100 more demands after that so somebody who asks me for a job this is the answer is go to your karma okay you are an economic class passenger go there it doesn't work like that so i hope you understood any time when you stand in front of god and ask for stupid stuff god tells you very clearly you are that karmic fellow who has come with a lesser ticket you know economic class ticket go stand in that queue but now in this line what are we saying you are not an economic class passenger you are a first class passenger okay you are in that front seat now you have paid a lot of money what is that money money is called detachment from all this material world detachment means no list of demands did you understand no list of demands you are not asking for stupid stuff you are not asking for babies you are not asking for marriage you are not asking for you know peace or understanding or health or this or the all the kind of nonsense you are not asking okay do you know in if you sit in front of the aircraft what is that called first class or uh, premium class or something like that premier class in some place it's called you don't have to ask them for things they will come and offer them to you isn't it don't the air hostesses come and say sir can i offer you this drink that drink that drink or something like that they will come and ask you sir what can i serve you there is a menu over there for economy passengers do they have a menu no do they have drinks they may give you reluctantly one and after that they say get lost why you are an economic class passenger you have not paid money also for it so you can you don't deserve deserve that sympathy also from us <laughs> so you are a first class passenger or a premium class passenger if you have detached and not asking for frivolous stuff got the point detached from the material desires and wants did you see how the whole flow happened i don't have so i have a desire because i have a desire i go and ask god then i get fulfillment blah 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 all that so the desire was important this man who is a spiritually inclined person doesn't have any material worldly desires because he is detached from this material world i hope you understood after so much of an explanation okay so he becomes a first class passenger why he's got privilege there's a privilege board written on top of it why because he has gone through suffering suffering condition and forced me to experience if there is any time remaining in my life i will perform austerities and force my body to subsist on the bare necessities without further confusion i shall pursue that which constitutes my entire self interest in life and i shall remain satisfied within the self you know a dying man always talks of this kind of nonsense have you seen a young boy or a girl or a young man or a woman ever speaking this kind of a language 
oh i have come to an understanding now i want to do everything like this no nobody nobody feels the need or the urge to get out of this material world you see they they have this intensity of what is said over here is if there is a remaining life what is if there is a remaining life means what only if i have life remaining in me is there a condition if and but condition that means you have come to a dead end of your life and now you are thinking that now i should do this you know in in our world we have one very uh, beautiful saying and the saying goes something like this when you feel thirsty you go and dig a well you don't dig a well when you feel thirsty you prepare for the thirst isn't it beforehand don't you prepare for the thirst beforehand only what do you do you don't dig a well when you are thirsty even before you have brought the property now you might be buying a property don't you see that there is enough water over there and if there is no enough water over there what do you do you dig a well before you go to stay over there isn't that true so you ensure that there is power water everything available for you then only you go there so this idea that you have come to the fag end of the life the last end of your life and then you are saying oh i want to drink water i am thirsty is not a done thing we should always remember this don't go that last minute you know, last minute how people will rush towards something huh at the last minute everybody wants to go and apply everybody wants to go and do this they want to be a part of the crowd so what do they do at the last minute they will go and request okay can i get one ticket can i get one ticket and that means you know about it isn't it so you need to be prepared for it all right so if there is any time remaining in my life i will perform austerities and force my body to subsist on bare necessities people have heard that you know if you torture yourself for the sake of god i mean that's what they think so you go and torture your body you don't eat they call it fasting by the way i'm sure you have heard of the word fasting fasting on one side other other side it is feasting fasting opposite is feasting all right so <laughs> so those who are fasting they will say what do will they say okay now i am fasting for god why because if i torture my body god will look at me i will stand on one leg for a thousand years if i stand on one leg like a crane you know you know that cranes the birds which fly then god will look at me god will only look at you because if you uh, you know like a crane he understand you are a crane no nobody is going to look at you no god on this planet earth <laughs> in your life will look at you if you are going to do this kind of torturous things okay then the people actually think that you know god is going to look at them if they are going to cut off their head nothing like that happens uh 
many a time people feel that you know that if I blackmail God, ah, this is a very important. If I blackmail God into looking at me, what will I do? See, I'm jumping, I'm jumping, I'm jumping. Oh, you are jumping from what? 62nd floor of the building? God will say, okay, jump. I mean, people have come and asked me this stupid question, by the way, you know. If you don't do this to me, I will do this. I say, okay, fine, be my guest. You know why? Because you do something wrong, you'll have to come back again and again and again and again till the time you don't understand that where you stopped, you have to start from there again. Correct? You know in school what teacher does? When you are a small boy or a girl, what does a teacher do? If you don't know the tables, you know, two ones are two, two twos are, you know that simple table, she will ask you to do that again and again and again. Repeat it. I will be a good boy, I will be a good girl, don't they say that? <laughs> so, so saying, you have to do the same thing again and again. So please understand, if some person comes at, you know, coercion we call it, or somebody who forces another being, and saying, if you don't do this, I will do this, it's like a threat, I understand, Th threats don't work. In spirituality, threats don't work. So don't try to threaten somebody and say, you know, so I will say, be my guest. Why? Oh, you want to commit suicide? Okay, please go. Be my guest. You know why? If you commit suicide, that means you have done such a huge karma, you know, for which to rectify that karma, you have to be born again and again and again, maybe a thousand more lives and after that you start from where you left. Why you want that torture? So don't. Don't be my guest. Okay? <laughs> so here, yeah, the idea is, don't do these kind of things. Don't even say that I am going to force my body to subsist on bare necessities. I will eat only the bare stuff. The God will say, oh, you are like the bird, isn't it? Birds eat the bare stuff, isn't it? What they do is they go and they peck somewhere here and there and then they eat only that which is required. Have you ever seen uh, a bird carrying a sling bag with and say, okay, I will put this for tomorrow or day after tomorrow. No, no, they don't have a mall. They don't have a place to go and shop for their stuff. So whatever they get to see in front of them, animals and birds are like that. Whatever they get, they eat. Then for many days you have seen all the big animals, they don't eat at all. Like bears and, you know, uh, tigers and lions, they don't eat. Why? They don't need to. So. So don't threaten and don't do these kind of things. I will only live on bare necessities. Without further confusion, I shall pursue that which constitutes my entire self-interest in life. So first, don't do any threats. Second, what you should do is be nice. If you want God to actually listen to you, what is he saying? That you have to have your self-interest. Okay? Don't come up with this kind of things that I will threaten you, I will force you, you need to look at me, blah, blah, all that. It's not going to work. For which you will have to again slog. Better be nice and kind. Say your prayers properly. Go in a positive manner. Be humble, be nice. Then the person will look at you. Isn't that true? 
If you are that noisy person, you know, hey, look at me, hey, I am here, I am here. The whole world is talking like this only. Every person who comes with a petition in front of God is doing the same thing. God, I am here, God, I am here, please look at me. Everybody does that. There is a clamor over there. Everybody talks simultaneously. So you think God is going to listen to anybody? Nobody. He is not going to listen to anybody. So if you want his attention, you have to be nice, kind, compassionate, loving, all those things. Okay? Yeah. So I shall pursue that which constitutes my self-interest in life. What is your self-interest? Self-interest is that, very simply, no rebirths. No? No karma, no rebirth. That is the only self-interest that you should have. That means reaching the state of enlightenment. Enlightenment means reaching a point in time where you will not have to be born again and again and again. So, I shall remain satisfied within the self. This word self has come twice over here. Self-interest in life and within the self. What is this self? Now, self is always mixed with the term God. Okay? One. Is self God? Everything is God. So, self is also God, isn't it? You are also God. Self is also God. So, is God containing self? Of course, God has got everything in it. So, is self equal to God? This term is also very, very important to understand. Self is a way to God. Way to God. Why? Remember the term self-realization. Self-realization. Understanding the self. Self-realization. Realization means I know, I understand. Okay? Realizing this self. Does it mean that you are with God? Knowing God is different than being with God. Isn't that true? To know someone, I know the Prime Minister of India. Do you mean to say I, I am with him? No. Like that I know many people. Doesn't mean I am with them and they are with me. No, they don't even know me by the way. So, Self-realization is knowledge-based. Knowledge-based. Okay? Knowing the self. Self-realization means having knowledge about some things. Right? So, satisfied within the self. What does satisfied within the self mean? When you have knowledge about something, what happens to you? Think. The knowledge is simply like this. Some people over here are watching serials. Like uh, Queen Elizabeth or something like that. I don't know what it is called. On Netflix called Crown. No? Crown. Now in the Crown they saw that even the Queen of England has a problem with her husband, Prince Philip. What does he do? He goes to every port of call and every port of call he is doing exactly like every man does. 
right what is new in that it's a common knowledge don't you have this common knowledge what is the common knowledge that every man has got these demands and things in his life so what is the big deal in that so if you think he is a prince or somebody like that he is not going to do that even the highest of the person or the lowest of the person given an opportunity does the same thing all right is there anything new in that no it has been happening for god for second number of years you think now it is not going to happen it is going to happen you see everybody thought even dustin hoffman was a good guy right <laughs> now what has happened <laughs> whether it is dustin hoffman or any other person it's all the same isn't it everybody has their quirks okay doesn't that tell you where their brain is or their mind starts at one particular point only so please let us not uh, discount anybody in this world everybody is a part of this whole structure okay the question may arise why is it taking people so many years to say those things something happened in 1990 something happened in 2002 and people are coming just now out to tell ask yourself this simple question there was competition amongst people isn't it everybody wanted to come first so how to put the other person down is what they were trying but today it's a collective strength collectively everybody wants to come and tell the world this is what happened is it that they didn't have any guts then maybe who knows so coming back to our world so satisfaction self interest in life and satisfied with the self these are important terms self interest in life what is self interest in life you know we are always interested in the i me myself so is this i me myself equal to self no this is called the lower self what is that i me myself is called the lower self this self which you are talking about is the spiritual being hmm? so this lower self is the one which drives us towards that ego in this world it tells you you need to own a car you need to have a house you need to have money you need to be like this you need to be like that the world should recognize you blah blah all that what is this self this self is not that petty one it tells you you need to know who you are spiritually so finding your true identity is a must you are not that petty human being called i me myself isn't it you are this self which is higher than that self what is higher than that self higher than that self is that self which is not bothered about petty stuff it's not saying god if you don't give me this no i will do that no 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 we did an entire 10 minute discourse on that so no threats here correct your based you should have only the knowledge and the understanding isn't it self knowledge and self understanding self realization we said how does the self work i i was going to tell you about self realization what is the way of understanding what is this knowledge 
So I introduce you to this one subject called there is the serial going on. The serial is going on and the prince is going to all different different people, all different different women in this world. This knowledge Oh, I came to know just now. It's a universal knowledge. Knowing it, what will you do? Knowing it, you think the queen didn't know about it? See, the queen knew about her husband doing these kind of things. What did she do? She did one simple thing. She kept quiet for the world. But she arm twisted her husband into following her way of living. It's pretty simple, isn't it? I hope you understood what she did. She understood the path of this world. And then, she did not let the world know, I know. She literally threatened her husband into following her path. She brought him back to the path. Knowledge makes a person great, remember this. How you use the knowledge is very, very important. Knowledge is so important that you can use the knowledge for reaching somewhere. Isn't it true? I am doing a story where I said something about a woman called Amrapali or Ambapali with Buddha. Why would the king give her thousands of acres of land? think. And she had the ear of the king. Ear of the king means the king will listen to her. The king's name was Bimbisara. What was the name? Bimbisara was the name of the king. And his courtesan in the court was Amrapali or Ambapali. Why did she have the ear of the king? And why did the king give her thousands and thousands of acres of land. Think. She was master of her arts. Or should I call her mistress in her arts? She knew how to seduce a person. And that person was in her control. This is the most important thing. Ambapali knew how to twist the king. Knowledge makes a person great. But implementation of the knowledge makes him the greatest. Did you understand this sentence? Just knowledge by itself may not make you do anything. But how you implement the knowledge? So God has given you certain qualities. How you use those qualities for your benefit 
is what will help you grow. Isn't that true? Now, just by making serials, serials and films and all that, and not able to sell the serial to the channel is bad. You are a great cook. World doesn't know about it. But if you were to sell those things to people, or if the people came to know about it, then your knowledge is fructifying, isn't it? It's doing something, you know. If you are a great, if you are, if you know how to paint very well, that knowledge is there. But implementation of the knowledge, that means painting and making it known in the public is very, very important. So, I hope you understood what self-interest means over here. Self-interest means this. You have to use the knowledge which is there in this world for the proper purpose. Hmm? So, what does a person, now coming back to our study once again, what is a person? Now, what I told you is a material worldly way of looking at knowledge, isn't it? Now, let us come to the spiritual knowledge. When you have this spiritual knowledge about the self, it will make you silent. Because you know everything in this world is unreal. What is unreal? You see, and they lived happily ever after is unreal. There is no happily ever after in anybody's life, by the way. So, if we go back to the same study once again. I want a car. I want a husband. I want a child. Is there happily ever after after that? No. The car is going to give you headaches. Husband is going to give you more headaches. And children are going to give you still more headaches. So what is it that you are asking? The knowledge of the self makes you silent. You stop asking. So I hope you understood. The knowledge of the self will give you an idea that anything that you ask in this world is not going to be fulfilling to you. There is no happily ever after in this world. So don't ask. You know the end, isn't it now? You know the end of the story. Why would you ask? It's a stupid ask. So don't ask. So knowing this, a man will not ask. The ask is simply going to ruin your life. Any ask for that matter. So the self, a person who is lost in the self, doesn't have any desires or wants or any such thing in this world. He is satisfied in the self. You know what they say, a self-contained? Self-contained means what? You are satisfied within yourself. What you have, you are satisfied with it. 
what you eat you are satisfied with it what you own you are satisfied with it you don't ask for anything if something goes away from you you will say it's okay if something comes your way you will say it's okay right so when people come to see me you know what they do they buy me maybe a kilo or 2 kilo of chocolates and they come over here they think guruji eats chocolates you know what i do i have two year old chocolates lying with me i don't know what to do with them by the way <laughs> so i tell everybody who is coming now please don't get chocolates you know at the end of the day i need to find somebody to give it so please don't bring chocolates because i am not going to eat them i am not even i don't know what to do with them so i hope you understand what self contained means the person doesn't desire anything okay doesn't even know what to do with what he has why i don't know what to do ha huh? self contained flat you have in <laughs> self contained house so if there is a self contained house what what do you mean you have you have every facility that you want inside that place right you, you know this term isn't it self contained means every facility that you want is there inside why would you want anything more so the self contained person doesn't need anything besides his own self what it so he says i will remain satisfied with the self thus may the presiding demigod of the three worlds kindly show their mercy upon me indeed maharaja khatwanga was able to achieve the spiritual world in a single moment ah now now comes the comparisons you know the comparisons are very funny you know how the comparisons are oh he got it so i should also get it so this brahmana is comparing himself to a king called khatwanga khatwanga got it like this instantly liberation self realization so if that guy got it i should also get so thus the presiding demigods of these three worlds kindly show their mercy upon me so just like any other god what is he doing he is going and standing in front of god god please help me indeed so maharaja khatwanga was able to achieve the spiritual world in a single moment i have great people with me you know what they will say i am better than that khatwanga i should get spiritual realization right now for what reason who is this person who is doing the assessment of yours so you think you are the assessing officer yourself is it see government says in income tax department in the you know when you have to pay taxation they say do your self assessment sorry but there is always an officer who is sitting on top of the self assessment we say oh this is disallowed <laughs> you know those who understand taxation they they will understand this very well there is somebody who is sitting who is doing the audit also they will say this is disallowed this is disallowed this is disallowed this is so what is the point of self self assessment so any idiot who does self assessment please understand one thing 
in spirituality don't come and assess yourself how does the person assess oh i have been working for 10 years 20 years with you so i should get spiritual world in a single moment i mean what is this comparison how can you compare one to another that person has a different set than your set isn't it so stop this comparison don't compare yourself to some other person you really don't have any clue so stop this assessment of yourself don't assess yourself that is the job of god or guru correct let him be the judge why are you forcing it so this avantis brahmana what does he say maharaj khatwanga was able to achieve the spiritual world in a single moment so i should also be able to get it so so far what we have learnt so i have come to the end of this verse so i will tell you what exactly has happened so far one this brahmana has come to a point of detachment right which drags him towards spiritual but is the spiritual world to be gained by coercion or kind of a force no spiritual world can never be gained by doing extremes kind of stuff that means torturing yourself saying that i am not going to eat food standing on one feet for 1000 years that is trying to force god into something you cannot achieve anything no spiritual will can be achieved by that so in this three four verses we learned this it is not proper to do that what is proper is to get detached look inside the self not the i me myself but the true self true self word self realization self realization means knowing yourself the another translation knowledge if you have knowledge you will get everything correct you get an understanding of the subject using the knowledge is very very important just having the knowledge is not sufficient every book has knowledge isn't it what is the use if the book is not opened so open the book implement it then it is worthwhile so this is what we learned self realization knowledge has to be used it should be for the interest of the self so don't demand stupid stuff means you cannot ask for you know marriage this that all those material worldly stuffs you should not ask for because that's a cascading wants all right so in the last verse he says i am going to stand in front of god and ask this what is he going to ask if somebody else could get it in one moment i should also be able to get this spiritual wheel in one moment so god so answer is do not try to compare yourself to other people why they have got something in a moment's notice is not comparable to your state so never ask for this kind of things so we have come to the end of this particular portion 
so we will stop over here so we have come to verse 30 so next time we will start from verse 31 thank you